I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Sometimes we just need a normal cold open. And this is Unfeatured Articles. Hello and welcome to Unfeatured Articles, the show about finding the dregs, just jigging up all the juicy stuff that Wikipedia's got to offer and uh, laying it out here uh, with some good friends. Good friends? Who are these good friends? Well, I'm James Keogh. Who else have I got here? I've got Curtis Lang. Hello, hello. There he goes, one of the good friends. And who else have I got? I've got Riley McNamara. G'day, it's me. Oh, we're all here and we're all friends. As I said, but many times. Yeah. Just now. A couple of good friends. You, good did, friends. you did say looking it a, a lot. Looking at a couple of articles that you might say. What? They're not necessarily featured. No. But they might be unfeatured. Oh, articles. This is the least favourite part of my... Like my <laughs> you guys said it was so good the first time I did it, and I, now you hate it. I I it was like, novelty. I but I, like, I dig it. did not say that. It's you a, did. I will go back to the episode and listen to it. Zane, can we chuck the specific bit where I say to. for the first time from that episode <laughs> in this episode? So much. Thank you so much, Zane. It's so Thank much you so much. It's because it didn't happen. <laughs> You're a fuck. Um, You're a greasy, beady... Not staying around to talk to your friends because you're too busy. Fuck. You're very handsome, though. Yeah, you look really good at the moment. You're man. very your nice. Looking really nice. What I you like doing? Your outfit. Hey, I moisturized this morning. Actually. Oh yeah, yeah really. Felt good. It yeah. shows. Yeah. yeah. Hope in a jar. If anyone's wondering. Oh, oh. good stuff. Good stuff. Go. Sponsor. I need to Hashtag start exfoliating yeah. a little bit more. What's that now? I need to start exfoliating a little bit more. Yeah, dude. I need oh. to take care of my skin. Yeah. Is uh is, is Liz getting you on that skincare stuff? Yeah, there's skincare's in the bloody um yeah, it's yeah, in the yeah. nice. it's in the thing nice. where it's swapping in one mile. It's boys, let me like let me tell you. It's Tell me please. My sister got me onto it like when I first started doing shows. Yeah. Um because when she found out I had to do stage makeup, yeah. she like went off her head and was yeah. like, right, sat me down. Like when, when we did Anzac Bickies, yeah. um, she sat me down. Was I like, remember right. you told me about this actually. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. She sat me down and was like, right, you like need this, 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 this. You wow. need to write. So this is how you do this. Like practice it. That was shit. Do it again. <laughs> um, just do all this stuff. And she's like, now you're doing makeup. You need to start doing skincare because it's going to ruin your skin. So do you have like a routine now? No. Oh, okay. I should have you one. You should have it. You and, uh, have the basics of a routine. Yeah, like, you know I, what I your routine know should what be. what my wants. routine should be, yeah. but I don't do it. And if my <laughs> sister is listening to this podcast, which she won't be, um, she, I will probably get punched next time. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, so, so that's me, guys. How are you all, how are you all doing? Riley's check-in. Um, okay. I'm, all I'm good. a little sad recently. But <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Is that not what we're doing? Oh, no, no, like this is good. Can. This is good. I, no, I want you to open up like, to us. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't say we were friends recently. recently. Just, we're almost you know, finished. Like, why, um, why wouldn't we? Yeah, fair enough. No, just um, you know, um, I've just I've recently you know started back on some medication, and um, I just found out that uh, uh, my local store they don't they don't stock uh, smooth peanut butter anymore. That is sad. Oh, that's rough. Yeah, man. Oh, man. If I weren't sad allergic for any, to peanuts, I don't like sad this bit for that I started. I would, sad for any infants cool. in the area, because if you're above the age of three, you should be eating crunchy peanut butter like the rest of the world. <laughs> yeah, okay. I like crunchy peanut butter too. I started on a bit and I couldn't get out of it. it was, you it guys were right. like, we're in for, we're yeah, here we're for like, you. Yeah, we're like, yeah, dude, yeah. it's fine, <laughs> for you. you can talk on the podcast I knew it was a bit. Want. I was just yes like, and yeah, what is this? Yes, and. I didn't want to yes and that bit. It was a bad bit. I thought you were sad because you remembered that last week you did Mr. Hands. 
You were I, just like I getting flashbacks. I'm really sad, sad about, about that. that one. Uh, anyway, so let's <laughs> start off. We've got Wikipedia articles, each one of us, and I believe Riley is kicking us off this week. Episode 31, boys. I'm tired. This is the one. <laughs> I'm tired. This is the I'm best so episode sick we've ever of this done. Podcast. <laughs> No, I love it. It's fun. I'm it's going on about life. how we're friends. Riley's going on about his skincare routine. You're going on about how you're sad. I'm, yeah, right. I'm going to lose my hair. i got to look after my skin. Yeah. <laughs> Kick us off. What have you got? Riley? Right. Hello. Hello. All right. So, gentlemen, um, when, when you think of uh, some 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 nice jazzy music, some jazzy, Ooh, like, brassy, woodwind kind of music, what do you, uh, like, oh, what, what, do you, what do you hear? What, what am I hearing? I'm hearing some instrument Oh, some saxophone. Thank you. I'm glad you probably looked at my screen to get on that. That's the first thing I think of. All right, well. Is this a saxophone-based? I can only imagine what this sounds like coming through people's headphones. Yeah, right. I feel like the thing that we put out into the world is literal ear cancer. This is the worst ASMR video of all time. <laughs> anyway, tell us Yikes. about whatever this is. All right, so saxophones. We all know them. Yep. We all love them. Love saxophones. Sure. Do you want to know how many times we nearly didn't have saxophones? What? Yeah, man. Dude. All right, so let's uh, take it all the way back to 18... I can't remember what year he made them. 18? Um, The dude who invented the saxophone, Mr. Antoine Joseph Sax. Sure. Himself, oh, cool. Also known as Adolf Sax. Um, Adolf. Not Adolf. a good name. At this time, it was fine. It was fine um, at this point. Yeah. And it's, it's spelt different. At a- certain points, fell AD- vastly out of popularity. Kind of, yeah. A-D-O-L-P-H-E. Yeah. Nice. So he's nice. got... He's fine. He's, he's fine. in the clear. Um, so, um, Mr. Sax. We'll just call him Mr. Sax. Sure. Yeah, Mr. Sax. Good vibes only. Mr. Sax um, was a Belgian inventor and musician who invented the saxophone in the early 1840s. Sure. And it was patented, excuse me, in 1846. He, pl- he was a musician himself. He played um, the flute, played the clarinet. Um, he invented, along with the saxophone, um, the saxotrumba, the sax horn, and the sax tuba. Now, these instruments we may not have heard. They've kind of fallen out. They didn't yeah. really take off like the saxophone did. Um, so, Mr. Sax was born on uh, the 6th of November in 1814 in Dinant, which is... Sorry, guys, just need to interrupt. The saxotrumba looks so ridiculous. Oh, dude. <laughs> There's a reason they didn't take yeah, off. So ridiculous. <laughs> um, uh, yep. Um, so yeah, was born in Belgium. Um, his name was Antoine Joseph. Was referred to as Adolf from childhood. Not sure why. Um, his father and mother were instrument designers themselves, who made several changes to the design of the French horn. So mm. this kind of thing runs in the family. Like sure. they are pretty into their music, and they're pretty pretty switched on kind of guys and girls. Um, Adolf began to make his own instruments at an early age, entering two of his flutes and a clarinet into a competition at the age of 15. This dude made instruments when he was 15 years old, and I think I was just playing Xbox. Yeah. yeah dude, like, like, being shit at school. Yep. Like, not doing English assignments. Probably <laughs> where I was at at 15. Um, so, you know how I said there was a... The, like. Quite a few instances where we didn't have... Where we nearly didn't have a saxophone. Almost didn't. Almost didn't have a saxophone. Um... He faced so many near-death experiences in his childhood. Oh, no way. It's ridiculous. List them for me. Here we go. What bring, we right. bring, bring them to my ears. Um, over the course of his childhood, he fell from a height of three floors, hit his head on a stone, and could barely stand afterwards. Oh, gosh. Fucking hell. At the age of three, he drank a bowl full of vitralized water and later swallowed a pin. Ah, 
Adolf, what are you doing? He burnt himself seriously in a gunpowder explosion. He fell onto a hot cast iron frying pan, burning his side. He survived poisoning and suffocation in his own bedroom, where varnished items were kept during the night. He hit his head on a cobblestone, and he fell into the river and nearly drowned. Gosh. This fucking guy. This guy can't die. Not get out of of the, the saxophone needed to be made. There's oh. some sort of time traveler who hates saxophones who's going back and, and like trying to kill, trying to kill Adolf it's just Sachs. like the most botched attempts at trying yeah. to kill this fucking yeah. dude. But that's like one, two, three, four, five, six. That's that's seven. Seven S- near death experiences that this experiences. poor bastard has <laughs> and had to live through. And like I I don't think they stopped there. That was just when he was a kid. That was just his childhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was just his childhood. So like um his mother once said that he's a child condemned to misfortune. Huh. He won't live is what his mother <laughs> his said. Mom was just his like, mom was like, he's not going to live. This kid ain't Jesus. going far. I don't see a lot in this kid. And, uh, his, his <laughs> he na- was the burner kid. Yeah, yeah. His neighbors called him Little Sax the Ghost. Ha. Huh. Huh. Fuck me. <laughs> Yikes. Imagine being so relaxed with the concept of your friend dying. Yeah, right. He was like, yeah, man, we're just getting, <laughs> we're preparing. Yeah. We're just calling him the ghost. What's going to happen this time? Oh Jesus. my goodness! So yeah, that's um, that was that was his childhood. I thought so, like this man. Yeah, he's seen some shit. He's been through some stuff. Yeah, like but he all- had to. He had to persevere. Otherwise, we wouldn't yeah. have saxophones. And like we've all we've all like had injuries and things as kids. Like I fractured my pinky once, and yeah, that's, that's about it. That's about um, yeah, yeah. That's about as my, that's, um, about as bad as it got for me. <laughs> Don't ever tell you boys about the time that uh, me and my sister were playing, um. In the backyard, and we were just like pretending to do Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And uh, she found a hammer in the shed and full on just hit me in the shoulder with it. What? Yeah, just like on my shoulder. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I've got a scar. Oh, I've got a scar. That no yeah, way. Where it, where it got me. Yeah. That's crazy. That rem- I, I almost cut my sister's thumb off once. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we were, no. um, this is the uh, the same sister who was uh, helping me with my, my makeup and yep. my skincare. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, we were at our Nana Pop's place, and uh, they were doing a lot of gardening. Um and so like had you know big secretaires and like pruning shears and whatever oh. else all around the you place. You know our, our good friend Tully Grimley, yeah. exactly the same thing happened yeah. to him and his sister Alana or Ashlyn. I think it was Ashlyn. Um, but yeah, like so we were just like they were putting all the stuff in like very neat piles, like you know big branches of things and shit like that. Sure. And we were like, oh, we'll help by getting yeah. all the things and cutting them up into very small pieces and scattering them around the backyard. Gotcha. Um and. My sister was holding on to a stem of something with her thumb up oh, behind no. the stem, Far so I out. didn't see it. And then I went at it with this big pair of like of gardening shears. Ugh. She started screaming immediately. I've like grabbed her, put my hand over her mouth so that a pop wouldn't hear, and like run her into the bathroom. Put her hand under a tap to try oh and stop gosh. the bleeding. How much got cut off? Oh, it's like the whole thing was there. Like basically right. her, her fingernail stopped it. Like oh. I got her just above the nail, oh. but where it was growing through, it stopped like it stopped, um, you know, it stopped the blade. Um, oh, gosh. And yeah, so I've run her into the bathroom, tried to like wash all the blood off and then put a Band-Aid on it. But there's like a giant fucking incision in her thumb. So of course it's not stopping bleeding. No, the no, Band-Aid's no. not going to stick. Um, so eventually they took her to the doctor and he like, glued, I feel like I've had it a, together and whatever. like a comparatively like tame childhood. Like I didn't have any scars, no near death experiences. I think like I cut my thumb opening an apple juice bottle or something like that. And that's about the worst I, that's rough, I got. Yeah, dude. Like <laughs> that must serious paper cut. Yeah, I can imagine. Crazy. Um, but that's wild. And we also did almost, I mean, like, do you reckon I, I, feel as though we all had these like childhood experiences but like i feel like if curtis died when he in that in that in his experience we wouldn't have the good time boys yeah yeah like it's weird you don't know what you wouldn't have if a 
if a person died before they did the thing that they did. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what my point was in all of this. No, it is well, because weird. Because I think your point is that if Adolf died from one of his... We wouldn't have saxophones. ...several thousand attempts. If Adolf thousand died, attempts, we wouldn't have had World kill War II. Himself, then we wouldn't have had saxophone. No, different Adolf. Different, different Adolf. Adolf? Different Adolf. Yep, oh, different Adolf. Sorry, mate. You must be on the wrong article. <laughs> sorry. Uh, thank you so much for talking about that. This is the uh, that. unfeatured article section? Not unfeatured. Uh, yeah, yeah. Adolf Hitler, a bit of a featured article, I'd say. Yeah. Too, yeah. Above our pay grade, do you know, I'd say. Okay, do you know why I started saying the unfeatured articles thing? Not necessarily featured. Yeah. It's because we used to be like, um, we go into the deep bowels of Wikipedia yeah. to find all the weird and I don't think anyone things. ever said bowels. I, I feel like I've said bowels. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> we don't really do weird ones anymore. We don't really do yeah. like we do, we find like weird and fun stuff, weird but we bits do of like, like normal. We do ones. bits of like w- articles that are like pretty generalized. Yeah, so I feel yeah, like yeah. we got we got to shape with the brand. We got to diversify. Oh, we gotta I'm have, sorry, we I gotta never did a marketing degree. So what have you what got, Curtis? Got? Am I going? Yeah, go for it. Alrighty, um, lads, I am going to talk about something. Oh, I'm so excited. Nice. James, can you go? I need to decide yeah, which cool. one I'm doing. All right. <laughs> anyway, so I'm talking about breast-shaped hills. Woo! Yeah. Oh, no. Here we go. Uh, so, a breast-shaped hill, uh, as you can probably imagine. That's what it says on the tin. It literally is a mountain in the shape of a woman's breast. Yeah. Um, some some such sil- hills are, called, are named pap, a word for the breast or nipple. Uh, such anthropomorphic geographic features are to be found in different places of the world, and in some cultures, they are reveal, revered as the attributes of the mother goddess, such as the Paps of Anu, named after Anu, uh, an important female deity of pre-Christian Ireland. Uh, so, the name Mamusium, that gave origin to the name of the city of Manchester, is thought to derive from the Celtic language, meaning breast-shaped hill. Mm. So, Manchester, the city... Is named breast-shaped hill, basically, <laughs> uh, which is interesting, um, referring to the sandstone bluff on which the fort stood. This later evolved into the name Manchester. Mostly, breast-shaped hills are connected with a local ancestral ven- veneration of the breast as a symbol of fertility and well-being. It is not uncommon for very old archaeological sites to be located in or below such hills, such as on Samson, Isles of Sicily, uh, Skilly, whatever. Sicily. Mm. It's, uh, I thought it was Sicily, but it's spelt different. I think it's a different place. Skilly. S-C-I-L-L-Y. Maybe, maybe it is. Where they Disregard. are large ancient burial grounds, both on the north and the south hill. So on either breast, um, there's some dead people under there. <laughs> well. Some dead people under some boobs. Uh, although the myths surrounding these mountains are ancient and enduring, and some have been recorded in the oral literature or written texts. For example, in an unspecified location in Asia, there was a mountain known as Breast Mountain, with a cave in which the Buddhist monk uh, Bodhidharma um, spent a long time in meditation. So he meditated on the boob. Um, we meditate on the boob. We die under the boob. You know, it's very important, all these, uh, all these breast-shaped hills. Travelers and cartographers in colonial times often changed the ancestral names of such hills. The mountain known as Dithol or Dithol, Woman's Breast, by the indigenous uh, Australian people since time immemorable, was re-Christian, uh, was rechristened Pigeon House Mountain by Captain James Cook. Ah, rechristened, rechristened. That's it. You said rechristened, Christian. I think I said rechristened. <laughs> um, James Cook yeah. stealing the the breast stealing. Hill. A lot. Stealing a lot. <laughs> Add it to the list. Add, Add it to the, the list, list of shitty stuff. shitty things that James Cook did at the time of its exploration of Australia's eastern Moving coast. Moving on from shitty things that James Cook did, uh, it is the Isles of, of 
Silly. Silly. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's and the they are, it's an uh, archipelago. Oh, I can't pronounce Archipelago? Archipelago. Archipelago, thank Archipelago. you. Off the southern western tip of Cornwall. Yeah, that's the one. In England. Uh, Mamelon, from French nipple, is a French name for a breast-shaped hill- hillock. Uh, Fort Mamelon was a famous hillock fortified by the Russians and captured by the French as part of the siege of Sevastopol during the Crimean War of the 1850s. Uh, the word Mamelon is also used in volcanology to describe a particular rock formation of volcanic origin. The term was coined by the French explorer and naturalist Jean-Baptiste Bory de Saint-Vincent. Um, what I'm saying is... Like, a lot of names. A lot of names, a lot of breast-shaped hills. A lot of breast-shaped hills. And um, I like that the breast is so commonly used. Because I mean, we can have them in landscapes, but like some people look down on public breastfeeding. Free the nipple. Free the nipple. Free the nipple. What have you got, uh, Curtis? Oh, we're moving on swiftly, mate. Please. Cool. All right. Sorry for my little... Um, <laughs> no, that's all right. I've got like four and I hadn't really decided which one I was yeah, doing yeah. yet. Uh, but I am going to do the... I still haven't decided. No, okay. well, I, can talk, save, I can talk a bit more about no, that. I'm going to save want, this one for next episode because I think that'll, that's a good season uh, finale kind of one. Yeah, cool. Uh, but boys, I'm going to talk about the Rainbow Serpent. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yep, so do you, guys, do you boys know about the Rainbow uh, Serpent? Yes, I do. I learned it in primary school. Yeah, cool. I went to... A Steiner school. Yep. When I was a kid. So Rudolf Steiner was this like um, European uh, education uh, forward thinker, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. Like, sure. And he kind of developed a new way to teach kids. Yep. The, the school I went to was very much like the teacher works with the students to develop kind of the style of learning that they want to move in. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are like, mm, that's, that's just anarchy. You're letting kids choose what they want to do. Right. Other people are like, yeah, that's kids. Kids are actually like smarter than they know what they need to learn and what they want to do a lot more than adults did. Yep. So like things like I didn't have, I had the same teacher from preschool to year five. Okay. Um, we called him, didn't call him Mr. Anything. We called him Howard, his huh. first name. Didn't have a uniform, didn't have homework. Right. And we had like three hours of outside time. Cool. A day. Yeah. So, that would have been cool. Yeah. It was good. It was a good way to grow up, really de- help develop my imagination and kind of like creative thinking style. Yeah, I nice. think. But um, one of the other good things was that um, we spent a lot. One of the things I think education doesn't do right in Australia is that we don't learn a lot about indigenous yeah. culture yep. a lot. No. Um, and enough. Enough. Um, and there are a couple of schools all around the country that are like really pushing that forward, which I think is great. My school was one of the ones that did that. We learned a lot about, um, yeah, indigenous kind of art and culture. And yeah. especially we did like a whole semester on the Rainbow Serpent. Cool. Which was cool because, um, so. The Rainbow Serpent, for any international listeners or any people in Australia who might not know, is, is um, a common deity uh, and common motive in the art and religion of Aboriginal Australia. Mm. And it is seen as the kind of creator god. So like Norse mythology, you've got Odin. Mm-hmm. Um, Egypt, you have... Uh, you've shit the bed with Egypt. I've shit the red with... <laughs> <laughs> it's Ra and... Atom Ray or something? I, I don't, don't know. know. I got, sorry to sorry to ancient Egypt. Yeah, sorry. Ancient Egypt. Anyway. Um, but yeah, Indigenous Australians uh, had the rainbow serpent. It is named for the ob- obvious identification between the shape of a rainbow and the shape of a snake. Um, some scholars believe the link between snake and rainbow suggests the cycle of seasons and the importance of water in human life. Mm. Um, some scholars, uh, whoop, when the rainbow is seen in the sky, it is said to be the rainbow serpent moving from one water hole to another. Moves through the sky from one waterhole, rests in another one. 
Uh, and the divine concept explained why some waterholes never dried up when drought struck. Oh, cool. Because they believed that the rainbow serpent was present. Yeah. Um, there are innumerable names and stories associated with the serpent, all of which communicate the significance and power of this being within Aboriginal traditions. Mm. It is viewed as a giver of life through its association with water, but can be a destructive force if, if angry, i.e. like thunderstorms and lightning. So he's kind of associated with that as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Rainbow Serpent is one of the oldest continuing religious beliefs in the world yeah. because uh, Indigenous Australians oldest continuous um, people, uh, yeah. culture, culture in the world, yeah. which again, <laughs> yay, white people. Yeah. Oof. We really shat the bed on that one. Um, the Rainbow Serpent is uh, known by many different names by many different Aboriginal cultures because mm. a, a lot of people, especially outside of Australia, they just see Indigenous culture and they're like, oh, it's very similar it's to this- like... It's just one thing. Yeah. It's not. No, there no, are like no, there's so thousands, hundreds of different languages. Exactly. Hundreds yeah. of different cultures. Yeah. Some of them lost. Some of them are still like really tr- um There are a lot of like elders, um, past and present, really like pushing, trying yeah. to keep this culture alive, which is so fantastic. So good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm not even going to try and pronounce the yeah. uh, names of the, of the many different names in the traditional languages because I will just butcher it. Fair. And I don't want to do that. Fair. Um, so, though the concept of the rainbow snake has existed for a long time in Aboriginal Australian cultures, it was introduced to the wider world through the work of anthropologists. In fact, the name rainbow serpent or rainbow snake appears to have been coined in English by Alfred Radcliffe Brown, an anthropologist who noticed the same concept going under many different names among various Indigenous cultures mm. and called it the rainbow serpent myth of Australia. Cool. It has been suggested that this name implies that there is only one rainbow serpent when the concept virtually varies quite a bit from one Aboriginal culture to another. Oh, I yeah. see. Okay. Uh, and should be properly called the Rainbow Serpent Myths of Australia because gotcha. each culture kind of has its own different yeah. version. But it's yeah, very... Right. It's very. It's cool that they all yeah. have the same sort of basic like yeah. know, structure of that, that mythology. Like, yeah. It's well, interesting. There's, that- there's similar things all over the world, which like gets even more um, kind of insane when you think about it because yeah. like, there are different religions from like... So many different places that have like common Similar, kind of shared yeah. things. It's cool. Yeah, um, I'm struggling coming up with like examples at the moment. But well, like, and I, I saw an article the other day. It was not, you know, not a Wikipedia article yeah. or anything like. But like, just about every culture had some form of dragon. Yeah, that's, like, that's a really good like, example. Yeah, yeah. Like, everyone's got a dragon. Like the rainbow serpent, for an yeah. example, would be seen as like a big it is, like, it is snake yeah. dragon kind dragon, of thing. Yeah. And, like, um, you know, Japanese, Chinese culture, like a lot of Asian cultures, and, and then all this in, other in, stuff. in West traditional Western culture, you had like George the and the and the dragon, yeah, so right. George the dragon, George and the yeah. dragon. Yeah. like the, it's it's yeah, it's yeah, strange it's when you when you think about it. It's the like, shared kind of experience that all these different, vastly different cultures, like, particularly have. particularly way back when, when there was absolutely no way of like communicating. Yeah. The between... main communication was the Silk Road, and there was this yeah. one road that went through Asia and Europe, and yeah. that was it. Yeah, yeah, so cool. Yeah, oh, very that interesting. Was awesome. Very interesting. Yeah. Do you have any more on the on the rainbow? Oh, serpent? mate, I've got so much more on on the rainbow serpent, but I will attempt to condense it a little sure. bit. Sure. Um, let's talk about the origins in nature. So, mm. the carpet snake is considered a form that the rainbow serpent can take by the. All right, I apologize to anyone uh, if I do butcher this. The Wamanjari people, okay. I believe. Uh, furthermore, four snakes have been in, uh, served as inspiration for the rainbow sn- serpent. These include the scrub or amethystine python, the taipan, and the file snake. Because classic Australia, I believe we have four of the most deadly 
uh, snakes. snakes in the world, wow. and they're only in Australia. I'm pretty sure they're just. I'm pretty sure like Queensland has yeah, quite yeah. a few of those as well. Wow. Um, so yeah, each of each of these snakes possesses a characteristic that was associated with the rainbow serpent. However, the most likely inspiration for the rainbow serpent is speculated to be the water python. Ooh, which oof, what's the? Oh, that is a that's a big old boy, big snake. That's a big boy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Water in Queen- coming up. Yeah, in Queensland, a fossil of a snake was found, and they believe that it came from the prehistoric family of large snakes that may have been uh, the original rainbow Ooh. serpent. Wow, that's a that's a big snake. Yeah, that's a big, big snake. snake. So, um, Wanabi is a genus uh, of snake. So that is a particular species, and there is a photo uh, of uh, a a fossil reconstruction yeah. of a massive Wananabi snake wrapped around a, um, I believe it's a thylacine. Huh. Oh. Yeah, that is a, so we'll try to, yeah. have, a, have a look at that if you've got the time. It's big. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Um, have you guys seen Sydney? So you know the painter Sydney Nolan? No. I'm very no, famous no. Australian painter. He, he painted that really minimalistic Ned Kelly picture. The one oh, of Ned okay. Kelly, Kelly facing away, he's on a horse, and it's kind of just a, it's almost just a stick figure on a horse, beautiful landscape, but you can know it's Ned Kelly by the helmet. I think I know the one, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, in the Museum of Old and New Art in Hobart, yeah. there's this m- massive, massive um, kind of artwork that Sidney Nolan did called Snake, um, and it is just a bunch of smaller paintings that are, and some are lit up and some are not, and yeah. they kind of make the shape of this massive rainbow snake oh, that goes yeah, all the now. way around this one room. That's so it's cool. It's really cool. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so it's had this massive, yeah, influence in not only Indigenous art, but um, modern Australian art as mm. well. Um, similarly, the rainbow serpent can inspire social movements. Art historian George uh, Petit-Jean has suggested that the identification of the rainbow serpent with various genders and sexualities helps to explain why the rainbow flag has been adopted as a symbol of LGBTQI+. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So it had the role in, in kind of creating Yeah, that. I, really I cool. guess, according to this guy, um, yeah. especially, I, I, you can see the connection, especially in Australia, I so, guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, politically, for example, the rainbow serpent was adopted as the symbol of the anti-uranium mining campaign in Australia, nice. using the notion that the mining would disrupt the serpent and cause it to seek revenge as a metaphor for environmental mental destruction. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So there's even more in this article. There's all different kinds of like from all different cultures. There's lists of um, various Dreamtime stories mm. that involve the Rainbow Serpent. Um, yeah. And yeah, there's there's kind of a really condensed uh, biography almost, I guess you could call it, or like um, a bunch of these stories. Yeah. Which um, I would love to go into, but I don't think we have the time. Mm, but uh, boys, yeah, the Rainbow Snake. Love, Love the rainbow snake. Love the rainbow snake. Oh, really yeah. like the rainbow snake. It's really good. So good. Yeah. All right. Well, fantastic. I think that wraps up all three of us. That'll, that'll about do it. Shall we recap what we just did? Let's. James? I, sure. So I did um, the. Oh, I did breast shaped hills. Breast shaped hills? <laughs> yes. Riley? I had Mr. Sax. Mr. Sax, that's right. And I had the rainbow serpent. Fantastic. Well, Riley, you began, so why don't you vo- kick the voting off? All right. As much as I love me some breast shaped hills, I do also love me the rainbow serpent. Very, so I'm, uh, very true. I'm gonna vote for that one. Rambo Serpent from Riley. Alrighty, James, how about you, mate? I I quite enjoyed Mr. Sachs. I gotta say, Mr. Sachs. Yeah, I quite enjoyed Breast Shaped Hills. Well, there you so, go. Which means we need to pass to our resident producer and yep. tiebreaker himself, Mr. Zancy Weber, ladies and gentlemen. Here he is. Here he is. I'm not surprised that this is happening. Yes. <laughs> uh, 
Mr. Um, Sachs. I do love Mr. Sachs. And, you know, I'm not too partial to breasts, mm. but breast shape hills have some of the most amusing names yeah. in the entire world. <laughs> it's like the breasts of Aphrodite, just like <laughs> this, this Greek island. Like, so, mm, I don't know. But also the rainbow snake is like also one of my favorite mythological creatures. Yeah. Oh, it's a tough is, one. This is a real tough one. It's a tough week. one. How about you, Nick's? All right, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Zane's cat has Zane's Anna, cat? and she's gone. She's under the I table. Think, I think I'm going to go and visit Sax. Mr. Yeah. Sax, I think good. I'm going to go yeah, and visit nice. Sax. Just because some of reading through his Wikipedia article. Uh, yeah, I didn't quite get to, I didn't quite get to finish. Um, Do yourself a favor, scroll down to the bottom and have a look at the six piston trombone. The six piston trombone is a fucking. This is the first musical instrument, a horn that has right angles. <laughs> My God. Oh, wow. It, huh. like What's his name? Give me the article Adolf, Adolf Sachs. A D O L P H E. P H E. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, we'll chuck all that in the show notes. That's and also amazing. the sax tuba is just, like, enormous. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. That is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, the six-piston trombone looks like it should be some part of an aeroplane. Yeah, right. <laughs> it looks like a boomerang. Like, you throw it and come back to you. <laughs> oh all right, God. so so Adolf Sax wins this time. Oh, Adolf Sax is the winner for episode 31. Ooh, boys, two in a row. Two in a row from Ronnie Vandermeer. He's done it. I'm He's eating gone my words, ladies and gentlemen. Fair enough. Boys. One more episode. One to go. One to go before our massive breakdown. Yeah. Which we need to Plan. start doing. Yeah. We've been saying that for a while now. <laughs> we need to get that sorted. Man. Very I excited. can't wait for that. It's going to yeah. be so much fun. Oh, I'm so excited. We're going to try and get as many guests that we've had this season as well back yeah. on, do a little bit of segments, see what their favorite was. Yeah. Even if we just get some sound bites off them and see what their, what their favorite article That's a good idea. over the season was, I yeah. think that'd be, that'd be a good way to... Get some involved. Why don't you guys, um, if you get, get some time, send in um, to, our, to any of our social pipes, Instagram, yeah. Facebook, Twitter. Send us in what your favorite article's been. Yeah, totally. Because um, that'd be great. We'd Let love to know. hear from you. Love to hear what, uh, what your personal favorite was. Um, but yeah. yeah, next episode, one more, three more articles, and then we're coming back and we're going we're gonna to choose the best one of season one. And do it. And there have been some crackers. Yes. Well, you can there catch has. up on all of them. Uh, by going to Google Play or to iTunes or any of your podcatchers to catch up on every single episode we've ever done uh, over half a year's worth uh, at this point, which yeah. is pretty phenomenal. Um, do that. Share it with your friends if you like it. Share some of your favorite episodes with us and with your friends. Uh, check us out on socials. We've got Facebook, which is Unfeatured Articles, uh, Instagram, which is Unfeatured Articles, Twitter, Unfeatured Pod. Yep. Um, we're on the That's Not Kind of Network, so you can check out all the other shows there. Thank you so much to them for having us on their totally. network as well. Totally. Um, our theme song, it's Pictorian Friends Indeed by Kevin Cloud, one yeah. of my favorites to like? just listen to all the time. Um, just having the background music in my life. Fair enough. And we're all friends, as I established. <laughs> we are all friends. We are, we are, we are definitely friends. all We do all love each other. Um, but until next time, browse responsibly. Bork, hello. Bork, bork, hi. You know what you need to be doing? You need to be listening to the Floof and Papa podcast. I'm Mel. I'm Taylor. And we're going to talk about all things dogs. Dog stories. Dog breeds. Dog tips and tricks. Dog puns. Dog jokes. Dog everything. Out if you're not listening. Uh, hit us up at the Floof and Papa podcast wherever you get your podcast. Tune in. Uh, that's not kind of productions podcast.